Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're talking this week about the folly of the cross and the wisdom of God. Uh, from 1 Corinthians, it's, there's a beautiful section here. It kind of makes its, it makes its way throughout the whole letter in different ways, but in particular, chapter 1, the second half of chapter 1 and chapter 2 of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, there's life-transforming wisdom there for us. talked yesterday about the importance of being able to live, especially in these difficult times with a renewed mind. When we're living in a context of cultural collapse, that is the what is a culture? Culture is the way of life of a people. What they honor, what they celebrate, what they reward, what they defend, all these things. What makes up the central values, that's what a culture is. You know, what's at the heart and the meaning of it? We're now living in a post-Christian culture. There's elements of it here and there, but it's mostly a culture that's intentionally and with really strong demonic forces, whether people know it or not, is at work turning away from Christian culture and submitting the mind and heart and embracing fully an integration of the knowledge of God in the context of the way of life that's built by that people. Now it's predominantly secular. And we see the results of what that means. Because when you turn away from a pattern of life, a way of life that's founded on fundamental truths that God exists, that the God who exists is almighty and powerful, that he made us and he made us for a purpose, and he's revealed his mind, his law, his commands, and, it, and when time reaches fulfillment, what we celebrated this past Advent and Christmas, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son into the world, right, to save us. And that son, Jesus, is the full revelation of the full meaning of who God is, who we are, and the whole purpose of why we exist. This is saving knowledge and saving power given to us through a person, Jesus Christ. In the new life that we're given in baptism, when we become a new creation, and as St. John tells us, he gave us power to become something we weren't. And that is children of God, children born again by water and the Holy Spirit are given a share in the life of God. Here's why the gospel is the wisdom and power of God. The philosophies of the world, the most famous philosophers, the most famous scientists, the most powerful mega tech giants, the most, you name it, the richest people in the world, nobody no human being can give true wisdom about the origin of man. I mean, the real origin of man, of the human race, the meaning and the purpose of life. What are the real battles we're facing on the earth? And what is our fundamental destiny? What are the two options, the two destinies of the human race? It's all revealed by Christ. And the wisdom of God is revealed perfectly on the cross because the love of the Father is revealed. The mystery of the Father's plan is revealed. And it's the cross that is the power that make, enables human beings to enter 
authentic reality, the reality of God, by becoming a child of God, overcoming the powers of sin and death, and coming out from under the slavery to demonic powers to fall in human nature and the foolish wisdom of this world that can't deliver. It can't solve the sin problem. It can't solve the death problem. It can't solve the meaning problem. Yet the wise in this world are marching on as if God doesn't exist and we must rely on their understanding and now we're going to rely on all the great exponential speed at which something like AI can come and give us understanding. And man is relying on his own wisdom for the big questions. And it leads to nothing, leads to death. It's folly. It's foolishness. So that's what we're talking about this week and making our way through 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm just going to read quickly where it began yesterday uh, without commenting too much on it. But this is what we covered yesterday, beginning in verse 18. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will thwart. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God... The world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. True knowledge of God in a full embrace of the true knowledge of God and God's plan, this is saving wisdom. Everything that's produced by the smartest people in the world, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's not good. It doesn't serve a purpose. Like, how can we, as we continue to advance in scientific discoveries of various kinds, be able to feed more people in the world to have better, even better medical care and the rest of it? Those are all, those are good things, but they don't solve the fundamental human problem and answer the great questions that the human race simply cannot find ultimate meaning and peace in without having an answer to them. That's knowledge. That, that accumulation of knowledge and understanding and the mani- manipulation of matter and science applying the mind, right? Nothing wrong with that if it's directed to ends that respect God and the things of God and what God calls good. But it's not saving wisdom, right? Back here again, the... Um, it said here in verse 19, these strong words, you know, Paul is saying very clearly, God will destroy the wisdom of the wise. He's going to empty, expose the lies and the constructions that human beings make about what greatness is and uh, what's the way to ultimate fulfillment that men create out of their own, spin out of their own minds and hearts and what's the way to live in this world, right? And the cleverness of the clever i will thwart it made me thwart you know god god coming against god destroying the foolishness of the world that will never last it made me think of saint bernard of clairvaux when he talked about he said i know of three comings of god he said god comes to man god comes into man and god comes against man When I read that, I thought, wow, that is so true. Leave it to a saint in, you know, basically two sentences. 
God comes to man. How? Through, through Christ. Through his, through his words. Through his commands. Through his people. Through his revelation in history. Through nature itself. Right? In, God, in the order in nature itself. God is revealing himself. And then in the fullness of time, he comes to us by taking on human flesh and becoming one of us. And then he comes to us in the Holy Spirit. And in the Holy Spirit, he not only comes to us, but on the day of Pentecost and in our baptism, we participate in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He comes into us. He makes us temples of the Holy Spirit. He gives us power to become children of God. He offers the human race, human beings, salvation and eternal life and a capacity to come into the fullness of who we were made to be, to really, truly be aligned and in harmony with the purpose of of our life and the origin of our life and our, our destiny, the real destiny and the real purpose of why we're here and where we're going. That's given to us. But for those who reject this offer of saving knowledge, of saving wisdom, of true life and new life that comes to us in the person of Jesus, this offer to a race of people that's filled with pride of mind and heart, to not receive this act of God in love that humbles the human mind and heart. It exposes our pride and our arrogance and our self-reliance. He comes against God himself. We need to talk about this more, friends, in in the church and with other people. We just kind of act, well, everybody's got their own path. You know, everybody's basically a good person. Everybody's going to end up in, you know, if there is a heaven, if a special and a good place, everybody's going to end up in that special and good place. And that love just means affirming people wherever they are and not worrying about these, you know, destinies, these hard edges, you know, that Jesus speaks about or that God would come against. Because, you know, in the modern mind, the idea that God, even though we say it every week in the creed, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And the book of Revelation reminds us it will be a horrific experience. It will be. It will be the most shocking, overwhelming, terrifying reality when people who've ignored God or made up their own God and created a world that they're celebrating and getting getting patted on the back every day that is a world that pays no attention to God, that person is God's enemy. That's a fact. That's what Paul's talking about here. That's what the saints remind us. That's what Jesus himself said. And so this is one of the reasons why all the glitz, the power, the glory, the beautiful people, you know, the redefin, all the wise were redefining reality itself. That is absolute foolishness. It's foolishness because it's deadly. And it will lead to eternal death. That's a fact. The wise, you know, it's no different. We're no different than the Greeks who were relying on their own understanding. As Paul was saying, look, the great wisdom of the Greeks and their capacity to debate and, and spin off arguments and dazzle people, right? Even though there's some good there, to rely on that to save us is total foolishness. Because it can't. 
because it doesn't know God, the full revelation of God given in Jesus' Son. Verse 22, for Jews demand signs. You know, show us signs. Remember they said to Jesus. And then when he showed signs, they ignored him or called him a demon, said he had a demon. And Greeks seek wisdom. We're going to rely on our own wisdom, on our own philosophy. But Paul says, but we, that is the apostles and the Christian people, what we preach, we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and a folly to Gentiles. It's a stumbling block to the Jews because the rabbis were the, you know, the teachers of the law. They were the experts and they, they just could not accept a Messiah that would suffer. Despite the fact that, you know, there's the, the foreknowledge of it, sort of the anticipation of it, the prophetic words and Isaiah and others talking about a suffering servant. They rejected it. They rejected the way Jesus related to the Torah. They rejected his teaching. And of course, no Messiah, the Messiah would never die on a cross, humiliated, naked. But those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. We'll talk about that tomorrow even more. The power of God and the wisdom of God is accessed through a person. Jesus of Nazareth, right? Friends, this is wisdom that is transformational. Chew on this word. Take it up. We're talking from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Just pick it up and ask the Holy Spirit to give you grace and revelation and understand what Paul is talking about. Have a blessed day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe. FOE.